you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. I'm Red Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. I know these allegations is very, very serious, but I, like I mentioned before, I've never assaulted any woman. I never disrespected any woman. I was raised by a single parent mom who has two aunties, who's her sister, and that's who that's who raised me. I was raised to be genuine and respect everyone and everything around me. So I've I've always defended that, and I will continue to stand on that. And I just want the opportunity to be able to show who I really am in the community and be hands on and help people and serve other people. Deshaun Watson right there speaking as the Browns introduce them as their introduce him as their newest quarterback, as their starting quarterback, a face now of their franchise. Deshaun Watson flanked by general manager Andrew Barry and head coach Kevin Stefanski. Owners D and Jimmy Haslam would speak at a later news conference. So much to get to about this Deshaun Watson news conference. And we're going to uh, dive into it here in a moment. We're also going to talk about the Tyreek Hill trade from the Kansas City Chiefs now to the Miami Dolphins in the latest uh, impactful trade that we've seen in the last couple of weeks here in the NFL. And helping us digest all of it now, our good friend here, friend of the podcast, Jeffrey Chidea is with us. Jeff, always glad to chat with you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Rhett? I'm good. Great to be back here with you. A really, really interesting day here, you know, obviously for so many reasons in the NFL as Deshaun Watson speaking, you know, not only for the first time, you know, since the allegations have come out, really speaking for the first time since all of the trade talk began, so much of that. Let's focus in, though, on what was the focus of the majority of this news conference, which were the 22 allegations of sexual misconduct uh, against him, the allegations made by 22 women. No criminal charges have been filed. Two grand juries have been convened. Neither one have turned back any charges. Well, let's first start with your thoughts on Deshaun Watson's 
response there, his most direct response to these allegations, saying that he's never uh, he's never harassed anybody, he's never disrespected anybody, he's never mistreated women in that way. How did you take that? Well, I think it was important for him to come out and say that. Um, you know, I, I think as I've watched this case unfold over the last year or so, I've tried to remind people. I, first of all, I, when I first started in journalism, I was a police reporter. So you spend a lot of time trying to figure out where the truth is, who's innocent, who's guilty. And when you have the kind of numbers involved in a case like this, uh, 22 allegations, it's going to automatically make people think you're more likely guilty than innocent. Right. Um, and so I think it's it's always been important for people to rem- remember that you are innocent until proven guilty in this country and that he's gone through two grand juries. Um, he has not been there hasn't been enough evidence found to move forward with a criminal case and that Deshaun Watson has every right to defend his honor. And uh, no matter how you feel about this, no matter how you feel about violence against women, the Cleveland Browns taking on this, this contract, all these things that we're going to talk about here that at the end of the day, that Deshaun Watson does have the right to defend himself. And so I think that I, I take that as being expected um, as being important to understand. And I, I don't think we're having this, this conversation, this press conference, where he's having that contract unless those grand juries come back with something positive in, in his favor. So there's still a lot of civil lawsuits out there, still allegations. But as far as I'm concerned, so far, no one has proven that he's guilty of any of this stuff. That's correct. And, you know, I think that was his biggest, you know, message here and that couldn't couldn't get into the specifics due to the ongoing nature of the civil, you know, cases that are still pending the NFL's investigation, which is still pending. But the Browns are really the only entity that has seemingly conducted their investigation and come to a conclusion, uh, which was that they got, as Andrew Berry said multiple times, as Dee and Jimmy Haslam have said multiple times in addressing the media have grown comfortable with Deshaun Watson, the person, and thus were comfortable making this monetary commitment to him, $230 million fully guaranteed, and the compensation sent to Houston, uh, which was, you know, magnitudinal, you know, just a huge impact in terms of three first round draft picks plus, plus more. Andrew Berry talked about a five month odyssey that he went on down this path um, to vet Deshaun Watson. Any of what they said about how they became comfortable with Deshaun Watson, the person, Jeff, in your mind, do anything to quiet the criticism of the trade? Well, I'm lucky enough to understand some of the inner workings of of the NFL. And it is not uncommon for teams to hire private investigators to do these kinds of investigations. It's not uncommon for them to have ex-FBI people on staff or on retainer to do this kind of stuff. There's a lot of dirty things that happen behind the scenes, not just in the NFL, but in pro sports in general. And so a lot of teams can find out what's happening without having to expose all the dirty laundry <laughs> in the public eye. Yeah. And so when they talked about the due diligence that they put into it, I have no doubt in my mind that they spent the last five months scouring uh, everything about Deshaun Watson and trying to find out where does the truth lie in here? Because ultimately, Rhett, like no matter what happens in this case, no matter what happens moving forward, there's always going to be a gray area in this. There's always going to be a point where you have to trust what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling about a person. And I say this about Deshaun Watson, that before this, all this stuff happened, you didn't hear anybody saying anything bad about him as, as a person. So this to me is like if Patrick Mahomes was sitting in this seat or Drew Brees 
or Tom Brady, people that, that we revere in this league, I think it, it would be the same kind of feeling I would have about it, which is to say, I never saw this kind of stuff coming. Uh, and, and so I think it is important for them to go talk to people who've known Deshaun Watson. I think it was important for them to talk about the some of the complexity of interviewing the women who made the allegations. And I think that was an important thing that to say in here, even though people kept pressing the issue of, well, did you contact the people? There's no way on earth any lawyer is going to allow anybody involved in a case like this to talk to anybody outside of the case, outside of the courtroom. It just opens you up to all kinds of other issues you don't want to have happen as a lawyer. So I've always felt that that was an overblown criticism of this. Um, ultimately, the Browns had to decide, do we trust what we're seeing in this guy, what we've heard about this guy, where this case is at? And I'm of the belief that it's fine if you feel like the NFL's policy against domestic violence is is not strong enough. It's a fair criticism. I'm, I'm fine if you feel like he did this and he should be punished for it. But I'm not fine with having somebody sit in perpetuity for the rest of their careers as a legal case sure. plays out. If he's sure. guilty of this, he'll be punished at some point for it. But I right. think he didn't play last year. I think it's time for him to start playing football again. Yeah, and um, we'll, and we'll see. You know, I, I think there was a lot made about how the Browns structured the contract in this first year. You know, to minimize, as they put it, the cap ramifications of handing out that much money and doing it with a the majority of it in a bonus structure and a very limited base salary. And most people are looking at that like, well, base salary is the only thing that gets affected if you are suspended. And so they were trying to do Deshaun a solid there thinking he might be suspended. Andrew Barry said, no, 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 that was mostly for cap ramifications. And look, I understand the view of it on both sides. Um, one of the things that hit me on that soundbite that we already played from Deshaun Watson was the, the disrespect angle. Because I think it's hard. I certainly understand him defending what he believes is right and his rights in that that he never, you know, assaulted anyone. He never harassed anyone. Um, and but to say you never disrespected anyone is tough because that's really in the eye of the beholder. That's in the eye of the one that feels disrespected. Um, yeah. And 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 so I understand that part of it and and some of the outcry there as well. Also had this to say about how the whole situation you know, has played out uh, from, you know, the moment we started hearing about the allegations until now and was asked about having any regrets as to how all of this unfolded. Listen to this. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any regrets. Um, like, like I said before, the things that, that are off the field right now that came up, you know, caught me by surprise because I never did anything that these people are, are alleging. <sighs> You know, to to have that many people come forward, um, you know, 22 people come forward, you could certainly feel like there may have been a better way to handle those situations, both individually and, and as a group. How do you how do you kind of reconcile the, the no regret portion of this? Well, look, I understand what you're asking me. There's a part of me that feels like if I'm in his shoes, if I feel like I'm righteous, if I feel like I'm yeah. being attacked, I'm going to say everything possible to defend myself. Yeah. And so if I think I didn't do anything wrong, I'm going to say I didn't do anything wrong. Well, and and regret is kind of an admission of guilt. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that's the thing, the regret. That's the thing. If you're regretting something, you are offering up the notion that you did something wrong here. And I don't think Deshaun Watson in the middle of a legal um, battle with somebody wants to even give that much of an inch 
in the process. Now, maybe after the fact it's all resolved and if it goes his way, he may be more willing to be more magnanimous in that regard. But, you know, it, this the, the thing about this case that is so inflammatory is that it touches on very real issues in our society. It, it touches on violence against women. Um, you know, and we've seen that how the NFL has been really put, had their feet put to the fire about how they deal with this. Um, but I'll, I'll go a step further, man. I'll I tell you what, as a black man, I can tell you there's a lot of black men in this country who've been wrongly accused of stuff and have served a lot of years in jail for things they didn't do. <laughs> and if you yeah. really want to go deep into it, you know, Emmett Till, which started the whole civil rights investigation, civil rights movement was about a, a young black man being accused of something by a woman, a white woman that ended his life. And so that's a part of this too. We don't talk about it, but I, I totally feel that sense of, I'm not going to admit to something I didn't do. And if you're Deshaun Watson and you believe that, and there's, and it's true, no matter how many numbers come forward, and I get Bill Cosby's out there and Harvey Weinstein's out there, but if that's me in his shoes, yeah, I'm not giving an inch either. No, especially as you mentioned, if you're if you're righteous in your belief that no wrongdoing was was done there, um, and 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 then again, it just it it brings back the the volume of the accusations. You know, is I feel like what makes this different from other oh, yeah. players in the NFL who we have video evidence of, you know, being oh, yeah. violent towards women that are playing. Uh, right now in the league. And so, you know, I, I guess I get that part of it too. But uh, let me, let me, let me, let me raise this point though, because that, that's yeah. important. The volume of people involved on the flip side of it, if there's that many people involved, you would expect there to be some kind of evidence that allowed those grand juries right. to move forward. Right. That's the other part of it. Right. Yep. And, and not all of the women have fo- followed criminal complaints. Not all of those with yeah. civil cases have followed criminal complaints. And there are some serious, you know, intricacies into, uh, you know, both the criminal and civil sides of this investigation and the NFL side. Cause how do they reconcile it if no criminal charges are brought? Um, you know, it's, it's again, it's something that we've seen, unfortunately, far too often, you know, in this league. As we then look at how Watson tried to frame his position moving forward as a guy who wants to, earn back the trust and rebuild his name. Um, This was a man who was very involved in the community in Houston um, and had been since, you know, he took over, you know, there as a starting quarterback very early on in his career and has done some good things in the community there, all of which, you know, are seemingly undone at this point based on the accusations. How does he do that at this point in Cleveland, knowing the vitriol that's out there? Uh, You go out and play football. Uh, you go out and you try to put your best foot forward. You try to show people who you are. Um, look, I, I, I've covered this league long enough to see a lot of different people um, scorned and castigated and looked upon as being the devil incarnate when they put on pads after something went wrong. Like, I remember Michael Vick and, and the way he was treated. And I saw what happened when you started winning games for the Philadelphia Eagles and became their starting quarterback. I was in, I was here in Kansas city when they drafted Tyreek Hill yep. and all the things that came with him, um, assaulting a woman, um, a pregnant girlfriend in college. And there are people who said they would never ever want to root for this team again. And then two years later, like he was one of their favorite players. And so ultimately it sounds very, um, um, cold hearted to say, but I, I sometimes chuckle at people's hypocrisy 
because yeah. it's very easy to to condemn Deshaun Watson right now when he's not playing football. Um, when he's if the Cleveland Browns are thirteen and four, champion of the AFC North, I guarantee you there'll be a lot more people in Cleveland who are going to be fans of his. I just, I just that's the way it works. Yep. And if they win the Super Bowl, there will be a parade. And you know, and and as we move forward, this this will all go on. Um, so. I, I think there's still a lot left to be resolved and, you know, surely the Browns, you know, are hoping that they have some resolution in this way moving forward. Um, but, you know, as we sit here, you know, on uh, March 25th, you know, recording this episode, still a lot left to be determined as Deshaun Watson tries to rebuild his image, um, his name and get back out on the field for the Cleveland Browns. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, back here with you on NFL Inside Report. Our colleague here at NFL Media, Jeffrey Chidea, is back here with us and uh, lives in the Kansas City area, uh, covers the Chiefs for us uh, very often, and you know has been a big part of our coverage of the Chiefs' dominance in that AFC West and in the AFC in general for the last couple of years. And one of the primary pieces outside of Patrick Mahomes, as the Chiefs have been on this somewhat dynastic run here, Jeff, has been Tyreek Hill. Uh, has been you know one of the most dynamic players we've seen ever in the NFL. 
uh, the fastest player in the NFL. And the Chiefs just traded him away. Traded him away after they could not come to terms on a contract extension with one of the most dynamic players in the NFL today. Sending him to the Miami Dolphins for a total of five draft picks. Three this year, including the 29th overall, which now gives the Chiefs 29 and 30 overall in the first round of the draft on April 28th, becoming the seventh team in the league with multiple first-round draft picks. Dolphins then become the eighth without a first-round draft pick. Crazy times in the NFL. Uh, but let's move here to the Chiefs, and let's start here from the, from the money part of this thing. Because, Jeff, this is really interesting um, to me, and I, you know, I'm not a cap wizard. I can't get into the, the minutia of it. But to me, it seems like the gap between what Tyreek Hill wanted and commanded and what the Chiefs were willing to offer had to be fairly substantial, right? Um, and it, it couldn't have just been a million bucks a year, you know, or two, because it feels like at some point you can figure that out, right? Yeah. It, it, it had to have been like, do you get that sense that the gap financially uh, had to have been, you know, pretty big, or there were some other like philosophical offensive stuff? you know, playing behind the scenes there that maybe allowed them to feel okay with this? Well, a couple of things were at play here. Uh, on the Tyreek Hill side of it, I've been told by people in the organization that he wanted to be the highest paid receiver in the game. He wanted to surpass Devontae Adams' deal he got from the Raiders last week. And if he didn't get that, he had no interest in playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's going to be no hometown discount. There was going to be no wiggle room here. And the Chiefs knew... Going back to 2019 when they signed him to uh, an extension then, he was going through some off-field issues um, related back to his issues in college. The same girlfriend, uh, the mother of his child, had accused him of – had taped him and said he had done some stuff to the kid. And there was a lot of questions about whether he was going to play football again. And so the Chiefs gave him an extension at that point that was three years, about $18 million a year, $17 million a year. And it was a bargain. For where he was at, for what he wanted. There were receivers getting 20 million a year at that point. You go back to last year when the Chiefs were looking to create some salary cap space. They got it from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, people who were willing to renegotiate their contracts, restructure their contracts to get them space. Tyreek Hill said, no, I'm not doing that. I want all my money. And so you knew going into this that this was going to be a big deal for him. And so once the Devontae Adams deal came down the pipe, they were in a bad space. They spent a lot of money signing players like Joe Dooney, um, signing players like Frank Clark and Chris Jones. And really, COVID-19 really hurt their cap projections. And so the money they were expecting to have in this salary cap and salary caps going forward was not there. And so it, was, it got to a place where they just didn't have the kind of money to give to him. And he was not willing to budge on what he wanted. And yeah, I, w- I would have to imagine that being unable to come to a long-term contract extension with Orlando Brown at left tackle and leaving him on a very expensive one-year franchise tag, all of which hits this year, had to play a part in that as well. You get that sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was the other elephant in the room. I yeah. mean, they were so concerned about rebuilding their offensive line that they made that deal for Orlando Brown. And again, I, I think that it, not so much Orlando Brown, but so much the Joe Tooney contract and Chris Jones. Those were the two ones, the big ones, where... Uh, if they could go back and do it all over again, they probably wouldn't have given Tooney that money and would have been able to give Tyreek Hill what he wanted. Right. But ultimately, you know, at some point, you know, when you're in the Chiefs position, you've had success. You've had to pay really good players to be where you're at. I, I was saying it for the last couple of years. When you're 
you have the highest paid safety, which they had with Tyron Matthew. You had the highest paid guard in Joe mm-hmm. Tooney, and you had the highest paid tight end in Travis Kelsey. Yeah. You have to go to the perimeter, and you have to pay defense pass rushers and receivers in corner, which are way, way more expensive than those positions. It's hard to make it happen. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that Orlando Brown played a role in this. And they also, from what I'm told, they believe that Tyreek Hill would have been a big distraction without having a deal done this coming sure. season. And they didn't want that either. It sounded like they did him a solid because I, from what I understand, the Jets had a better offer on the table in terms of draft pick compensation. Uh, but Tyreek wanted to go back home where he spends a lot of his time in South Florida to Miami. Um, and, you know, the Dolphins forked over, you know, the necessary picks and gave him the money he wanted. Um, you know, essentially, uh, at least in, in most metrics, at least in the average annual value, getting what he wanted, which was to be the highest paid wide out, you know, in the league. At yeah, and a better team, to be blunt. I mean, sure. you have a way better opportunity yeah. to try to win games, get to the postseason in Miami than you do with the Jets right now. And, and so it, it was, you know, the way it was told to me was the longer they held on to Tyreek Hill, the less his value, the more his value was going to go down. <laughs> and yeah. so to be yeah. able to sit here and say, you look at what Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, got for Devontae Adams, who was a one and a two, and they were able to get five picks out of it and 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 basically recalibrate their team for the future. And, and I know I live in Kansas City. When they won their first championship, you couldn't tell that many people that they weren't going to win the next five or the next seven. Yeah. <laughs> they thought they were going to be rolling and rolling and rolling. And what I would tell them is, look, the team that won this championship is not going to be the team you have in three years. And and there's going to be players coming coming and going. Uh, I think right now they've got four starters now left from that championship team. But if you want to be a long term player, a long term contender in this league, you have to make some tough personnel moves. Yeah, and it's not just getting rid of the Tyron Matthews guys who are getting up there in age and are losing a step. It's getting rid of guys like Tyree Kill who still have tremendous value and can yeah. give you the chance to rebuild because the Chiefs have a lot of holes sure. and they don't have the money to go out there and fill those holes through free agency. So the draft, getting draft picks makes that easier. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, you know, speculation out there and 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 projection that the the Chiefs will use one of those two picks in the first round on a wide receiver. Right. Um and I think we expect five, maybe even six wideouts to go in the first 32 picks. Might be that all of them are gone by 29, but maybe the Chiefs can use, you know, a, a, an additional pick in later rounds to package 29 and move up a, some spots to get the guy that they want, something that they could certainly do. But then looking at what they have now, wide receiver wise, Marcus Robinson, gone. Byron Pringle, gone. Tyreek Hill, gone all this offseason. Now they still have McCole Hardman. They signed Juju Smith Schuster, as you mentioned, and just signed Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, who was a free agent previously of the Green Bay Packers. Three-year, $30 million deal, 18 mil guaranteed. Now, MVS, I think, you know, is is has probably been a little bit polarizing to Packers fans. Not always, you know, a consistent guy. <laughs> but one thing you could tell has been consistent with his speed. In fact, according to Next Gen Stats, was the second fastest ball carrier in 2021 with a speed over 22 miles per hour. Nobody's Tyreek Hill. He is a one-of-one type of guy but they're still getting some speed here. Do you feel like based on what they've lost offensively, Jeff, and what they've now gained with Juju and MVS, can they still operate the same way? No, no, there's going to be a change. And you saw some of that change in the second half of last season where they recognized that teams were not going to allow Tyreek Hill to go down the field and beat, beat them deep. And so it became more of a, 
you know, hunt and pet type of offense. Yeah. yeah, dink and dunk and be patient. And if they're going to have to play that way, it probably financially it makes more sense to have somebody who's cheaper like MBS doing that stuff than Tyreek Hill being the highest paid receiver in the game doing it. Right. And so, yeah, I, I do believe with Juju coming in with MBS, you know, McCole Hardman now gets a chance to show what he can do. You, you, I, you know, the crazy part about this is the only guy who's under contract at receiver for next year is MVS. <laughs> like Schuster, <laughs> right. Smith, Schuster, Hardman, and Josh Gard, Gordon are all have, have one year left on their deals. And, and so we'll see how it works. But this is part of being uh, having a franchise quarterback, the level of Patrick Mahomes. And, I, and I've said this a lot for a while, too. It's that he's at a point now where it's not so much about what they're putting around him. It's about how he can make players better. Yeah. Because the the franchise quarterbacks at that level, they make players better. Drew Brees only had Michael Thomas and a whole bunch of scrubs around him in New Orleans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers only had Devontae Adams and a whole bunch of nobodies around him in Green Bay. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, he had Gronk and he had Edelman, but you know, Edelman was a seventh round pick that turned into something. And it, it wasn't like they were going out and breaking the bank to get receivers in for those guys. Those kind of quarterbacks have to take what they're given and make those players better so you can actually field other players and fill other needs around them to feel a complete team. And so that's where the Chiefs are now. They're making a big bet on Patrick Mahomes, making a big bet on that offensive line, and making a big bet on Brett Veach, who now has to go out, the general manager, go out and draft well to sustain what they've built. Because as much as I like Brett Veach, he's done a good job, aside from Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark, Every other star player on that championship team was somebody that John Dorsey drafted before he mm. got that job. Yeah. Now, look, it does take a lot to keep them in the fold and to keep, you know, as much of the core together as you can. But as you mentioned, that core is dwindling, um, especially now that Tyreek Hill is gone. Haven't really seen anything directly from Patrick Mahomes about <laughs> Tyreek Hill leaving. Um, I, I think he's in shock, Bill. How do you, yeah. How do you feel like he's processing this? <laughs> I think he's like, you ever see that movie Castaway with Tom Hanks on the island? He's well just kind of going nuts. I think he's at his honeymoon right now on an island somewhere. Just yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Looking at wait, a, wait, 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 on a volleyball. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think he's taking it well. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not a guy who's shy about getting on social media. So I don't think he's taking it well. Which is also why this move is so bold for the Chiefs. He did welcome MVS. Uh, on Twitter, like quote tweeting a Schefter tweet that said that uh, you know MVS was signing the deal. He did say "Let's get it" or something like that, which is the closest <laughs> to any uh, any sort of reaction from. I think that homes. was Brittany, his wife, testing that. Oh, is that like, let's, um, let's get it. Here we go. Just to keep the brand going, we got to say something positive here. The AFC West has been insane, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know. And this is the biggest subtraction that we've seen, whereas everything else has felt like additions to every roster up and down. I mean, like even include the Chiefs in it. You know, they've made moves too. Justin Reed, you know, comes over as a really good player on the defensive side. Uh, you mentioned Juju now in VS. Um, there's been some reaction from players in the AFC West, uh, specifically to this Tyreek Hill move. I want to get to that here uh, from Keenan Allen, you know, one of the best receivers in the division and in the league commented on an Instagram post about this Tyree kill situation said, this one is going to expose some people glad he out of the division too. Who wow. do you think he's talking about saying this is going to expose some people? Is that like a, is that like a, a, a shot at Mahomes uh, at the chiefs as a whole? I, I'm curious. 
Wow. Well, you know, I will say this, that there is, I think, no, I, I keep using the phrase blood in the waters in the AFC yeah. West yeah. based on what happened, the AFC championship game, uh, the Bengals coming out of nowhere to win that championship, to beat the chiefs in the fashion that they did really dominating them in the second half. Uh, really just Mahomes just melting down in that game. It, it really just uh, reinforced the notion that the best way to defend the chiefs is to rush for play coverage and hope that they just beat themselves. And that's, that's yeah. kind of been this, the, the formula for a while. And the Bengals took it to a different level. And so now you're seeing all these teams in the AFC West stocking up on pass rushers, all these teams in the AFC West recognizing that they need to go out and get some playmakers to get a little more offense going. But, you know, there is an element right now out there within the AFC West of the chiefs are very vulnerable mm-hmm. and that they can be had. And that, yeah. you know, it's, it used to be that the Chiefs had their ultimate, you know, drop the mic was we got Patrick Mahomes and you don't. Right. Well, now the Chargers have Justin Herbert, who's grown up. The Broncos have Russell Wilson. The Raiders just gave Devontae Adams to Derek Carr. And so it just, everything's even out. And so, yeah, I think that is a little bit of shade being thrown towards the Chiefs, uh, yeah. Mahomes and Andy Reid. I feel like uh, Les Snead, general manager of the Rams, is out there like, all right, I see AFC West pushing all your chips <laughs> into the table at every uh, in the center of the it's table. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm into this here. It's right. Who needs them? That's um, his kind of poker. Yeah, but finishing up on Keenan Allen, you know, maybe he was just talking about Tua Tungavailoa. We've surrounded him with all this talent. Oh, now. Maybe yeah. it's really good. Maybe he's not even talking about the AFC West. I, I mean, that's about that. That's yeah. part of it too. Subterfuge. No excuses uh, in Miami. <laughs> right. Uh, here's one thing we know for sure. The AFC West will be the most competitive division in the NFL next season. And I think we are all here for that. Jeffrey, thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, Rhett. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. 
The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys being along for the ride. For our producers, Thomas Warren, Tim Parachka, and Harrison Sanford, I'm your host, Brett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.